0: Well, it's time for another podcast. I'm so excited. I mean, I'm excited every week that we do these, uh, but I'm excited about our topic. Like, this is something. Oh, what if I don't, okay. I just jumped right into it. Hi, Jess. <laughs> Jess is here, hi, right? Hi. Like, it's like, it's like you guys have been here for like the last hour since we've been talking, right? So I'm just gonna jump you right in. My God. All right. So, is Rachel and Jess? We're back again, and Whoa. yes, to get started with another podcast topic um but before we do i'm gonna go ahead and let jess tell you where you can find her and what for
1: you can find me at party with andrew no 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 (laughs) photos see now we're both off it's okay reset you can find me at photoswithanderson.com or on facebook and if you are a female energy and at least 18 years or older you can also search my private group on facebook it's boudoir photos with anderson and I am your resident photographer.
0: Hey, hey. hey. yeah, exactly. We've got photos. We're going to do family photos coming up when it gets warm for yes. two-year-old pictures. I'm so excited. Okay, and y'all know me. I mean, it's probably why you're here. Midnight, I mean, that's kind of ego to think that y'all know me. I just, that's what I'm used to saying. But maybe you don't. If you're not, thanks so much for being here for the very first time. Uh, but I am Rachel. I'm... I am who I, I, I've i said it before. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a title. I don't know. Intimacy coaching, personal coaching, coach, 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 coach. Every- perspective coach is what really what my favorite thing is to say. I like that. Perspective coach, yeah. You're um, my perspective coach. Yeah, which actually is very fitting for our topic today. So um, Anderson and I are ver- very much into personal development, which I think a lot of people know. Um, we will appreciate from the rooftops that uh, it's it's life-changing. And if you have ever stumbled in your life, um, you probably need some of this. And the problem, I think, is that most people never get the exposure to what it is or what the opportunity is and and the empowerment behind it. And it really takes zero money to get started. And, like, zero money majority of the time because anything that you're looking to improve upon, there is a free resource out there. Believe me, I've used it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I have exhausted every free training tutorial and YouTube video and TED talk and free library. oh, well, I mean, I'll read that damn library, the whole thing, but, um, yeah, we just don't, we don't learn that much about it and mm-hmm. you tend to stumble upon it awkwardly. Like it's not something, there's no, there's no class when you go to regular school that says like, here's personal development and here's why you should use it. It's comes through a midlife crisis or it comes through a traumatic experience or you get sick and tired or feeling sick and tired. Or you, you start to learn something like, you, that's that's how my journey began was, I mean, it was cascaded. Mm-hmm. Like it started with somebody else's life changing and it was happening before my eyes. Well, but yeah. then it tumbled into a midlife crisis. Oh yeah.
1: Well, and mine was witnessing you. I witnessed your midlife crisis. I heard your struggles and then I saw you pick yourself up and and start running and you haven't stopped running since. And I literally started, some days, literally some days, and I realized that I was, I like that you, you talk about how you talk about it when you say that people were asleep because I truly believe that, you know, two ish years ago, is that when you started your journey? About three now. now. About three now.
0: I'm almost four really. Like
1: I was super asleep then and then watching you go through your crisis and then figure out how to move forward from it woke me up to the point that to, to the fact that I was living a false reality. I was living, I was I was not truth with myself mm-hmm. or with the people around me. I was putting on a fake persona to yeah. keep up with the Joneses. And you were okay with life because you thought that, that was the way it was. Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought that everybody was miserable all the time. And I thought that everybody put on a fake smile. And everybody was
0: always grinding and exactly. hustling and like, having a hard time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So
1: that's how my journey started was because I witnessed your kind of your fall and your rise. Yeah. So. Well, and you know what that I love about that
0: is... Um, it was the same kind of process. Like you had said, you, you watched me and that's the, we talk about that. that, 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 That's your responsibility Mm -hmm. is that when you start to catch on that, it's real and how it works. Your job is to start living authentically because then that is what inspires other people to do it. Um, yeah. And when you talk about being awake versus asleep, that is what I, the terminology I try to use, especially when I'm coaching people as I see their growth happening. Like when, when you're talking to somebody who's quote unquote asleep, you can't tell them they're asleep because they don't care. That's when that's when the front's up. Like, you crazy. And that was why, that's another reason it's funny that you say what you say about watching me because you were asleep. Because if you remember in the beginning, like you can even go back in my, my Facebook lives and like my VIP page and I would often go, I know this is going to sound hippie-ish. Like, I (laughs) said that all the time. time. (laughs) All the time. It was like a catchphrase because I was insecure about sharing it because I was like, people are going to think I'm crazy. But they need to know. And it's okay if they don't believe me. I'm just going to keep saying it and I'm going to do it. And then when it happens, because I watched it happen, it will happen, then they will get to experience it and believe in themselves and push, push to... New limits. Like I mean, I like to say new reality because what? you're no longer asleep. But there are three stages, and again, this is all opinion-based. You should know, like Jess and I don't claim that we have any medical degrees, nope. like spirituality, something, you know, is very much integrated into this, and that's all opinion-based. So please know that we're, we're aware. Okay, so it's all, I always tell people, take what you like and pitch what you don't. Make it your own, because mm-hmm. that's the whole point. You're not trying to make another Rachel, or you're not trying to make another Anderson. You're trying to make the best version of you. Mm-hmm. So in these three-step processes, people who are asleep, Are number one and these are people that are in poverty and debt cycles it's people that are in like maybe potentially a good relationship but right now it ain't feeling so hot or it is a bad relationship and you can't seem to figure out why you'll never leave or more importantly that you think that you deserve it like this is just what you know because Mm -hmm. you saw it somewhere else replicated um, these are people that are chronically ill. Like, I know that there's things that go wrong with the body, but that's the physical body. Like, the, the power you have behind your mind when you get clean with mental health and know that it's not a stigma to ask for help. Um, these things, in my opinion, are curable diseases. It's, there's a reason why I call it dis-ease. It's dis-ease of the body. And, you know, there will be people that give pushed back about that, but these are people that are asleep. Yeah. And, um, as I had said on my live the other day, like I have not been on a prescription medication, um, well prescri- a like, you know, from time to time you get sick or whatever that, um, cause I believe, but in- in eastern and western medicine and i believe that western medicine has its place so i'm not knocking doctors or medical people at all because i could never do it the amount of knowledge that they have to house and continue to know this is not about that this is to me that i've discovered a way that works for me that i can stay out of the doctor's office i'm happy to go see her yearly make sure that i'm on track but i don't want to be spending my money my time my resources most importantly my energy at feeling crappy and I'm very proud of that. Like, I love that instead of taking a pill for my allergies, now I'm taking a supplement because I know that there's things that my body can't get as much as it needs on a natural basis in that instead. That's awesome, mm-hmm. right? So um, those are people that are awake. People are awake they, and they're always suffering. And I feel like I can say that because I was.
1: No, those are the people that are asleep. You said awake.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, thanks for that. You're yes, right. those are people that are asleep. And then the second step is Awareness. It's all A's. I didn't even really realize that. (laughs) Triple (laughs) A. So awake, or I I keep getting ahead of myself because I want to get there. Um, Awareness. Awareness is something I said clicked. Something Mm -hmm. somebody else said clicked. And you might have even have heard it 18 times before. And you might admire the person that told you it the first time. You might be friends with the person that told you the first time. But for some reason, the way they said it didn't click. Your environment wasn't ready it was something that you were like yeah it sounds good but whatever like my example is when i started going to conferences consistently in business which are game changers i think uh you want to stay on top of your game right Mm -hmm. and they started they started introducing more about personal growth and development into the industry which was new for us that wasn't it was about the business it was not about better yourself and that was powerful because It was Hal Dodd was there. He was our uh, keynote speaker. He does the Miracle Morning stuff, like the count backwards and do it. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And um, he said, like, he he put up this this slide about, like, Johnny A, you know, listens to the radio on his way to work. And Johnny B listens to an audio book or a self-help tape and at the end of the year like this person's read this many more books or like this person's made this much more money because he learned the skill that he applied to his job that gave him a promotion that gave his you know increased his lifestyle so on and so forth and johnny a is still at entry level with his minimum wage increase you know what i mean you know what i mean and to see it like that was like that like my subconscious goes that's powerful but my conscious Asleep, sleep mind goes that's stupid like why am i not listening to the ra- i love the radio i love music like i'm never going to do that <laughs>
1: and now, now what do you do?
0: now there is no radio on in the car anymore and it's not intentional. It's just that I have it turned off because I'm always listening to my headphones because it's just better surround for me for, <laughs> to tell I get a better vehicle. Um, it just works better. And so I never turn it back on and then Cole gets in the car. Somebody else gets in the car. We don't, they don't ask me about it, but it, it allows for us to have conversations instead. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a, a, an aha moment for me. Like, of course people had said all along the way, read books, do this, whatever. But that connection was really powerful to me. So, and that continues to happen as you continue to become more aware. So having that recognition of, oh, that makes sense, or "Uh, maybe I could try that, like, why not me? That is a powerful phrase I think people need to adopt. And then, what tends to happen though is that they go back to being asleep because it's a new habit that they're trying to break through, or they feel uncomfortable and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel right. Or then, and not only that b- backs up to because I don't believe in myself. That's what that fear is, and so then they go back to being asleep because it's easier, and then it's the time is shortened, shortened where the next time something happens that you go. But this doesn't feel right. Like, I should be doing better for myself in some way, shape, or form. And you get a little bit farther into the awareness, but then you get knocked back on your butt when something happens. You're just like, see, that was the way it was supposed to be. I'm always right. I'm always right. I'm never going to get any better. And that's awareness. But then awake becomes when you take the awareness into the next level of not falling into your old habits. Like, that's how easy it is to think about it, is that 21 days takes a habit, right? So, Mm -hmm. for the first seven days, you can drop off that like that work and otherwise you can say well I might have fallen behind but what if I just kept doing it instead that's the difference and then that's when it leads into when you have more wins than you do uh if you want to call them failures I don't call them that anymore it's just one way I tried to do something and it doesn't work and that's easier on my ego (laughs) I like it it's empowering uh you'll have more of those or you'll have the vulnerability to reach out and tell somebody that you're struggling and that you in your heart of hearts know that you still deserve better but you can't figure out why you're here like that's when you reach out to other people that are in actual growth and development or a trained professional and that's it like for me that that's when that's the three stages Mm -hmm. and it gets easier with time to be in the awake mode and when you are fully awake, then your goals and your dreams and your passions become real and they become center focused. And that's what your drive is. Like when I used to talk in the very beginning that I thought it was the woo hooey thing was the very first exposure I can remember to personal development was the secret. And the secret literally would say like, tell the universe you want it and you'll get it. And, and I was like, what a lazy ass way to get what I want. And that is my, that was my mind was conditioned and programmed because that was the industry of life and culture. And celebrities were like the biggest focus I can remember, you know, gossip magazines. And then when the internet came and then TMZ, like that ruined my, my life. Like it, it taught me that things should be handed to me and I shouldn't have to work very hard. And I'm not saying that people that are on television shows or whatever don't work very hard, but I didn't have a desire to be on a television show, but I still wanted to live like that. Mm -hmm. So that, that's monumental to, to be like, oh yeah, just tell the universe you want it and you're going to get it. I'm like, okay, I can do that. But when I'm not, when I was still asleep, I would, you know, just tell the universe what I wanted. And if you don't, if you don't really believe it, you don't, if you don't believe it, you'll fall back into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You'll fall back into being asleep. But also... If you, if you, if you look at it, when you talk, if you literally just sat down and said, okay, universe, give me this car, that money, whatever, whatever, that's praying. Yeah. It's not different than praying on your knees, right? It's not different than any other belief system you might have, because whether you're praying to an entity, or you're saying to the universe, or you're just in your own brain going, I want that, who are you telling you want? Who, who are you talking to? Because that, who is it? Right. Right? So, it's all the same. So when I thought, it's as, as easy it needs to be? I'll do it. And then it didn't work. And then I kind of fell off on my personal development journey quite a bit. And I would come back to it going, other people have it. Other people mm-hmm. have success. And I've seen people, and this was before I watched like my icon go through it. It was like other people. So what different, and Warren, Warren Buffett was like to me, I'm like, that guy's from Nebraska. He lives in Omaha. And he has made that much money. And he stood out to me other more more so than other people because It was the same story like he thrives on personal development and growth. And that's like the core of what he talks about, how he's maintained his success. And so obviously the correlation between that much wealth and that much awareness was attractive to me because of the universe thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But more so because he's from Nebraska. Why can't I do that? Why he seems like he's a happy guy. He donates tons of money to charities and things like that. He seems decent. And that's my opinion. I don't know what other people might may or may not think. But why not me became the phrase.
1: Right. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because first of all, I've heard of the this film called The Secret, the book and everything. And now they're even, I think I just heard that they're, they're making, making it a movie with
0: Katie Holmes. Yes. Yes. Okay. I saw that.
1: So I had never seen it. I have never read the book. I've never watched it, anything. And I was putting away laundry the other day and Netflix happened to be turned on in the bedroom. And so I just turned it on and had it like I wasn't sitting down focusing on it, but I was listening to it and I was catching kind of every other sentence, every other subject and it reminded me a lot of things that you and i have talked about in a lot of the personal development books but i crap you not i take my phone into the bathroom and you know my thing is when i'm in the bathroom (laughs) i like to listen to to facebook videos yeah yeah the very first video that popped up on facebook right as i was listening to the secret in the bedroom is it was an interview with jim carrey and the the caption for it was jim carrey gets what jim carrey wants and it was he gave two examples and he said that he was introduced to this idea of just, you have to visualize what you want in life and it'll, it'll happen. And I think he said he was like 10 years old and a teacher told him this and he's like, well, that's easy enough. And he said out loud in the classroom, he's like, well, I want a bicycle. I want a new bicycle. He didn't have one, couldn't afford one, whatever. And he said about two weeks later, he came downstairs and there was a brand new bike in the living room. And that he had won the bicycle in a raffle that he had never entered. But it was because his friend went into this store and the store was having a raffle for a new bicycle and his friend put down his name and his, and Jim Carrey's name and Jim Carrey ends up winning it. But he comes down and he's just like, well, that was simple enough. I put it out to the universe. <laughs> and, and it I was wanted, a bike. And it was a new bike. something small. It was something small. And that's for a million dollars a 10. Exactly. Yeah. And so he kind of, that's how he like, it it stuck with him from a young age is because he did it once and it succeeded and he didn't, you know, let himself fall back. And then the biggest one was when he started acting. um, He wrote a check to himself for $10 million and it said four uh, acting services rendered and he postdated it one year. And and that was the year that he made... I can't remember which... It was Dumb
0: and Dumber. I think it
1: was Dumb and Dumber. It was Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. And it was like... Eight months, ten months after he wrote that check, so it was a couple months early, um, he was able to cash that $10 million check because he had made $10 million from that movie. Yeah, I remember that story. And so that, it just, it was one of those, like, in my own personal, like, day I literally just put on this movie in the bedroom while I was p- folding laundry and it was the secret and it's all about envisioning things and putting things out into the universe. And I was like, mm-hmm. these are conversations that Rachel and I have been having for years now. And I was like, yes, this all makes sense. And then I was like, how universe woohoo hippie ish <laughs> is this shit when the very next video I pull up on my phone for Facebook because Facebook is listening to everything yeah, of course um, is another video, another example about envisioning what you want. I know. So I know it. I believe it, it to be true. I definitely think that on that scale of of the different stages of being asleep to awake, yeah, um, I I'm definitely in the awareness stage. Yes, I feel like there's days when I have highs that I'm getting closer to the fully awake, but then there are days like today that I feel like I'm struggling a little bit more, and it's I am it's a sliding scale, and I feel like you have to just constantly remind yourself. That you don't want to be asleep again. Correct. You don't want to be miserable again that you you know that you can get do better and be better. And it's hard because my monkey mind is constantly like, but it's so much easier to just be miserable and to be negative about every situation, which in the short term, yeah, it might be easier. But I know, I'm aware that in the long term, that's not what I want. Yes. Now,
0: so you tell people what monkey mind is, some people might not know.
1: Okay. So monkey mind, to me, my interpretation of monkey mind is your internal thought process and your anxiety and your your inner thoughts trying to keep you from growth and change. Because your monkey mind likes being comfortable. Your monkey mind doesn't like change, doesn't like growth. Its job is to protect you. Yes, its job is to protect you. So it's when... Like you go go to touch a hot stove and you're like, oh, that's warm. Your monkey mind pulls your hand back because it's protecting you. Yeah. But in the same instance, when you are going to apply for a new job or you're going to try something new for the first time, your monkey mind wants you to pull back because, oh, you might get hurt. Oh, you might fail. Oh, you might do something you don't like. That's uncomfortable. Let's not do that. Exactly. Yeah. So your monkey mind is there to protect you. But from your asleep stage... In my interpretation, when you're asleep, you listen to your monkey mind 100%. And yeah, you're
0: in autopilot mode. You're in
1: autopilot mode. mode. And when it says don't do something, you just don't do it. You don't question why you're not doing it. The aware mode is knowing um, that your monkey mind exists. Like being aware of the fact that everything you want in life is on the other side of fear. And your monkey mind is keeping you from reaching that other side. So you're you're having to constantly remind yourself that, okay, yes, I am afraid of this. Yes, this could go wrong. But... I'm going to do it anyways, I'm going to try, and then the awake mode is... I'm
0: just going to do it because I trust. Yeah, because
1: I trust that...
0: It's, it's the way it has to be because there's yes. only one way.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so and it... that
0: used to be a hard phrase for me when people were like, it is the way it is, mm-hmm. because it's can't be any other way, and you know, it's one of those phrases, you hear it, on the like, whatever, but It's true. Like, you can try to change the outcome, but there's only one way it's going to happen. So, (laughs) um, yeah. So, what we want to talk about in reference to the personal development is the correlation that we had this conversation together that I spoke to my therapist about. Yeah, it was pretty powerful. um, About how you can can prove this. Like, if you feel like this still sounds like out of my norm, like I'm not comfortable with it, that's okay. Because that's your monkey mind saying, this sounds like some new information. We don't want to know. We don't want to know it. Mm -hmm. and because it'll change our lives that's why right because then change comes and you get scared but here's the first one a huge aha moment i had we i mean i mean this is this is obvious humans are the only species that have conscious mind and every every other thing living trees animals Mm -hmm. reptilians they all live in subconscious mind they run on autopilot they run on evolution uh do the things they're supposed to do right that's true fact And you you may may not have never thought about it that way, but it's true. We are the only species that has the ability to pass knowledge on, like, okay, on a large scale, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, hunting, those things are, but those are also innate, right? Just Mm -hmm. like it's innate for us to do things too. But we have all of these decades upon decades of information that people recorded in some way, shape, or form to build off of it. Like, previously, when people were dying off, you started from square one to learn what what it was to survive whatever that took and then the wheel was made and then foraging became a thing that you passed on you know so it just it's obviously evolved to a civilization basically Mm -hmm. animals don't do that they are still like evolutionarily like based off of their environment in terms of their body structure and their teeth or then whatever like that happens naturally right but they don't talk about things in circles that happened 150 years ago that affected the way we are today, right? Right. So that's one powerful thing to think about, because all we do is repeat stories from the past as we grow up, which is beneficial for those reasons, memories, and to medically advance. Mm -hmm. But it's also incredibly painful when we carry things, you know, from our ancestors that both good and bad situations, you know what I mean? like I, this is not like stop talking about a certain thing. It's not about that. I think we need to be aware of those things so we can learn from them. and you know people need to apologize for the things they did wrong, but we can't do that or we can't get we can't get to no longer living in the the negative portion of it and just recognizing it until that pain is healed. Mm-hmm. But that's what we carry on, and that pain is deserving of recognition. it is. I just want to make sure I said that, basically. Yes. Um, but that's what we do, and that's how we get to hating each other and thinking that my way is the right way because mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. So that's important to to mention. And the other way you can prove this was this is an aha moment to me, right, is because, and the second one, third one, 800, whatever, domesticated animals are the only animals that resemble symptoms of anxiety, depression. They're the only animals that end up overweight, because they can't self-regulate their body. Like, every animal in the wild is thin. And there might be a runt. And there might be one that has some deformities. But that's evolution. That's the mm-hmm. that's the skin vessel, as I like to call it. Cells didn't collect properly. But in their mind, they still run on evolution in autopilot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, that really was a kicker for me. As having a six-pound, you know, chahwikni who shivers and shakes when it's 98 degrees outside, that's not temperature, that's anxiety. And we force that upon these animals that we domesticated because now they resemble human behaviors that only happen because humans do them. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really important. And then what that led to was a conversation about children and how we best, basically we domesticate children.
1: We do. And that
0: sounds very almost negative to say that we domesticate them, but we do. We do. We do. So So,
1: everything that they do is learned behavior.
0: Learned behavior, yes. But I would have, that had been stated to me when I was young, Mm -hmm. you know, and didn't connect. What connects for me more so is all of those things we just talked about, about being on autopilot, being being asleep, being a caveman who can only communicate with grunts and um, hand symbols or whatever, you know, again, until we continue to evolve and build upon that. That's what babies are. They are they are one hundred percent reliant on us for a certain amount of time. They will not survive if they don't have, uh, you know, a caretaker. That is the same as wild animals. They need a parent. They need a pack. They need something to get them to a place of sustainability on their own, right? They breathe on their own and the blood pumps in their body on their own, but that's it. And when that has been one of the best gifts I have about being home with Olivia in being in personal development as a parent, because you recognize that you you pay attention to a tiny person, they are like zoom, 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 zoom all day long, right? They will read a book for three seconds, they will go pull the DVDs out of the cabinet, they will poop their pants and keep running, like, Mm -hmm. right, this is autopilot. And you know, it makes sense to me why, you know, tiny toddlers, all they do is scream because that's all we're doing to them is like, ah, funny noise. Let's make funny noise. But that's the first communication method they learn, like you had said. Mm -hmm. And it's not different than, you know, when they're hitting people, they saw it somewhere. Um, they don't know, but they Mm -hmm. don't know, but they're watching. And I mean, like we think of normal things, like they learn how to walk, they learn how to crawl, whatever. But, you know, since the time my daughter was, a year and a half she knows what a makeup brush is and that is both funny to me but also kind of sad because I'm like whenever she plays with that, I'm like it's just for pretend you don't mean it because you're so pretty you know what I mean but she knows like she will rub it or if you've seen a kid with the phone they put it up to their ear right but they don't know what it does but they see you do it so that's so important because to me I can see the moments that Olivia is falling out of consciousness I can see like subconsciousness mm-hmm. she's losing the power of living in the now and it's it's when they have the the glazed looks and they're just like, like you can talk to them and they'll be like, bah, but their eyes haven't moved. Right. That's her inner voice cracking through and becoming something and saying, you are Olivia. That's your mom. Right. It's happening in front of my eyes. And that's crazy because when you have that connection, it's like, that's what it is to be a parent. Like I didn't even understand what it meant to be a parent, except for to love something and keep it alive. But the responsibility now that you, you put upon yourself, to guide them as best you can, but also give them the freedom to become who they need to be. But that has to be not about me. That, that has to be not about my spirituality beliefs. It has to be asking the right questions, but not all the time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because she needs to have a sense of self.
1: Well, yeah, I and mean, we asking questions. That yes. was that was the big thing that we talked about, and it's really resonated with a lot of people I've talked to about it. Is it's important to ask questions that any answer is appropriate so when you ask what do you want to be when you grow up that's allowing them to think for themselves and to give their true answers for their true self but when you ask questions that you already know the answer you want to hear it actually hurts them and it makes them question themselves and that's kind of where anxiety and questioning your every movement comes from is because we ask kids things like are you ready for dinner when really we should have stated it's time for dinner. Right. Um, do you need to go potty versus I need you to try and go potty right now? Yeah. Because... Or
0: does your body tell you to go potty or something yes, like that? Exactly. Yeah. So
1: asking all of these little questions like, uh, you know, can you please stop instead of you need to stop or you need to use an inside voice. Or we always just say we don't hit, we don't touch like that or whatever. Yes. Right. Right. Like, Not why? Why are you doing that? Exactly. Like you have to make statements because that becomes their inner voice when they grow up. You know, a year, or two years down the road, with the hitting thing instead mm-hmm. of like, why are you doing that? Stop doing like, we don't hit people because then their inner voice a year or two down the road is going to be, we don't hit people. Not, right. Why am I doing this? Why we are am I doing kind? This? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. That's really resonated with me with the kids and it's, it's a hard habit to break Mm -hmm, because I catch mm -hmm. myself doing it sometimes too. Yeah. I mean, my, my future stepchildren are five and soon to be eight, but I still sometimes catch myself talking to them like they don't understand what's going on. Right, I still catch myself talking to them like they could be toddlers. Yes. when, it, and it's a hard habit to break because I hear other people talking to their children that way, and so I just mimic it mm-hmm. because. Well, it's habit. It's, it's habit. habit.
0: Everybody does it. We all talk to children in little voices and questions. Yes. Everybody does
1: it. Everybody does it. But how powerful it would be if we stopped doing that. If we stopped asking the insignificant questions. We stopped asking them the things that we're trying to catch them in a. And a lie or catch mm-hmm. them and t- trick them yeah. and instead just made more firm statements so that their inner dialogue was firm and not instead questioning. Of questioning
0: constantly. Yes. That's anxiety. That's anxiety. I, yeah. That's how anxiety gets out of control.
1: Yes. And I, as, as a, an adult sufferer from extreme anxiety and panic attacks now, like I, oh God, I hope that I can do a better job of being firm in my statements when i when i talk to any children Mm -hmm. because i want to be that sense of stability and that was another thought that came into my head is i want i want to be that firm safe place for children that they can come to if they have questions or if they need to talk to somebody and we always talk about kids need stability kids need like a stable environment and i always when i heard people say that I always thought that that meant, oh, they need a roof over their head and they need food in their in the fridge Agreed. for their stomach. I think both... Keep them alive. Yes. Keep yep. them alive. And that's what I think majority of society, when you hear somebody say, say that they need stability, that's what they go to, is they need a steady income, yes. a roof over their head, food to, in their bellies. That's not a life. But it's not a life. And what, I, what I'm what i now realizing is that kids, yes, need those things. Those things are important. You don't want kids living on the street or in shelters. If, or if, sick. Or sick. Yeah. But hand in hand with all of those things, stability is very much so they need someone who is not questioning them all the time or is not making them question themselves all the time. They need someone to be that firm answer, that confident person so that they can, they can mimic those things Yeah, and that they can learn those behaviors of it's okay to be confident. It's okay to yeah, confident, but not cocky. Exactly. But it's it's confident or it's helpful, but not weak. Yes. Yes. It's okay to, to tell people how you feel. It's okay to tell people when you're uncomfortable. It's okay to tell people when you're hurt. And we as a society are so afraid of offending people mm-hmm. that we don't tell people when they've hurt our feelings. We don't tell people- For when, their comfort. For their comfort, For not their ours. comfort. Yes, we don't tell people when we're uncomfortable. We don't confront people on minor little inconveniences and our children see that our yeah. children are witnessing that's what all i accept yes. yes yeah and so that becomes their inner dialogue like and, and oh. on the other flip side by the way for people who go to the extreme yes yes they the will watch that, you freak out on yes. somebody in
0: public over spilling a cup of coffee exactly. or something but i'm sorry or, go ahead
1: or freaking out because you cut me off in traffic correct oh, i know yeah, like, I, I still do that though so i am like
0: okay
1: it's yeah. like what like How's your day? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's those kind of things that you have to be conscious, you have to be. Yeah. You have to be aware that kids are always watching. Yeah. Kids pick up on every little thing. Like it's hard not to laugh when the kids scream like, "Fuck you, asshole!" When, when a car pulls you over and you in that moment have not said anything, but a car did pull you over and your kid just answered what you typically would answer. You know that they've learned that behavior. That's right. now how they're going to react when they're of driving age. That's they're going to be that aggressive, angry driver yeah. because they witnessed you do it. Yeah, and so that's beyond. It's scary to me almost, like that we have so much power.
0: In, oh yeah, in, in yeah, and we don't. And we don't even
1: realize we don't. it. We don't. A lot of people never do. <laughs> we, we, as a society, are so asleep yes. about the fact that watching, watching parents and and like that's why we are the way we are. That's why. If you suffer from extreme anxiety, like maybe, yes, maybe there's a chemical imbalance in your brain. Maybe there is something that you need medical help with. Oh, yeah. We're not
0: degrading not therapy and, and not, med- medication. Not
1: at all. Yeah. But, but I'm sure
0: most people would like to be at a place where they would need to treat exactly. with that. Yes. So go ahead. Sorry. So
1: if you are a sufferer of extreme anxiety, just pause for a second and just ask yourself if you can ever remember your parents reacting the way that you're reacting to a certain situation. So are you nervous about going to a new building? Are you nervous about doing something? Are you anxious about doing something? Did you ever witness your parents express anxiety about the the same thing? Have a conversation with your mom, your dad. Ask them, hey, do you get anxiety when you do X, Y, or Z? And if it's something that you have anxiety about too, you probably, when you were a child, witnessed them do something and your subconscious picked up on it and said, oh, that's how we react to this situation. That's how we react to that situation. Yeah, my absolutely. Bi- my bis- biggest example is I have a friend who is deathly afraid of driving. And when I was a teenager, I was in the car with her mom. and Her mom was deathly afraid of driving. And so whenever I see her freaking out, I have to remind her that it's okay to learn to be okay, like confident driving, just because your mom wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like Your mom was so freaked out. Like she would cry when she drove. Yeah, yes, so. I know.
0: I know somebody like that who's working on coaching right now oh, actually. I yeah. gave her this great book. I can't wait until she reads it. Damn. Um now as you had talked about I think this is important to throw in because it's not just your parents. Even no. if you had a great, even if you whether you had a great relationship with your parents or an entirely terrible relationship with your parents, it is influencers in general. And mm-hmm. I, this is why I say that reality TV messed up with my life because I am like the top five people I hung out with, which was the Kardashians and the Biggest Loser TV show. And I don't even remember what else right now, but you see what I'm saying. Like yes. those are who I was spending upwards of eight hours a week with, right? Like outside of working or whatever. And that was my social life. So of course I'm going to have that as my influence, but it's also your pastors, it's teachers, it's anybody that you felt like left subconsciously or consciously, you might not know. That's why, like you had said, ask those questions because you're right. Um, And, that's scary because, one, maybe the person you need to talk to is asleep, so they're not even going to be aware that they do it either because you're just getting to an awareness level of it. Number two, they might not want to talk about it because they haven't healed from it. And number three, it might be somebody you no longer have access to. Mm-hmm. So you will have to work on the work yourself. You, you have to do it for yourself, uh, which is great because when you start learning how to detach from everything else of why you feel the way you feel and you focus on you, it's going to expedite those results, I think. So talking about, um, those influencers as well, this is why to me, like I am so grateful that I have been able to work from home this entire time that I've had Olivia. And even when, obviously when Cole was, uh, still pretty little too, you are prepping yourself. So you'll have that availability as well. When you get babies in your life, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with daycare. I think when, of course, when you find somebody that you can trust and you love that will do these types of things for your children, then you got to do what you got to do if you have to work. Um, But I am so grateful that I I have this ability to do this for her and for myself because Mm -hmm. of the gift it gives me, I believe. But this is a reason why you need to think about paying the teachers a lot of money because they take the reins for you for a good chunk of your children's lives. So make sure that your children respect school, you know, make sure that they have gratitude for what their teachers do, because my goodness, those, those people are not paid enough for Mm -hmm. what they have the responsibility of. And it's unfortunate. So maybe shift your perspective a little bit about that and donate a couple extra boxes of tissues to the classroom this year, because, or just give them a gift card, just give them a gift card and let them tell them to genuinely tell them to spend it on themselves. If they need to pay a bill, if they need to like, don't even question it. Like, Just do it. Just saying. Okay. Um, Now, the other thing I want to say is, like, if you start to discover these things, or as you would say, like, you try to go to the person that influenced you and ask them questions or whatever, or you're you're a little, maybe even perturbed about some of the things we've been saying, like, you got to give yourself a break. We talk Mm -hmm. so much about giving each other grace or giving yourself grace when you feel like you've hit the speed bump or you're having a hard day because you didn't know any better. You didn't know any better. Like, you had no choice how your beliefs, your thought patterns were impressed upon you in that tiny two-year frame before you woke up, well, you I guess you were asleep. That, that's yeah. the opposite way. You lost your power of now, and now you're stuck in your past and your future. Yes. That's where you're at now. That's
1: where I'm at right now. Yeah.
0: And um, I had asked this one time uh, on a feed where I was like, tell me like your earliest memory. And people, I mean, there was some people that were you know a little bit younger. There were some people that were in this seven to t- Eight age range, whatever, whatever, Um, which I think that trauma can affect that too, by Mm -hmm. the way. Um, But most people said two to three. So if you think about that two to three year range that you have with your children to impact upon them, basically the movie reel that they're going to be playing out for the rest of their life. Uh, we talk heavily about how, you know, our parents did the best they could with what they knew. We say that all the time and we have, I have forgiveness to my parents, for me, not, they didn't know. They didn't know. But I am undoing, like, I envision this thing in my head like an old-fashioned movie player where it has the two reels, you know? Mm -hmm. And I envision that I've taken those reels off and I've been, I've been sitting in the movie theater forever and now I've gone into the upstairs place where they, I mean, it's all digital. It's all digital now, but you know what I'm saying? And I take those two reels and I'm unwinding them and I'm snipping these things out that didn't work and I'm replacing them with the the thing I refilmed. And now I'm taking scotch tape and just putting it back together. So, and from time to time I'll put the movie back together and then I'll watch it. And it's like where I'm currently at. Is it where I want to be? If it's not, then I got to learn how a new tool or I have to sharpen the scissors to make sure I make a clean cut or whatever Mm -hmm. to piece the movie together. Because i'm watching it all the time right it better be good
1: <laughs> damn right
0: because <laughs> worrying is praying for stuff you don't want right right yes too funny yeah now um what do we talk let's, let's talk a little bit about like when it's hard Let's let's talk about when it's hard because it's well, hard a lot, and we it's have hard today. It's hard today. It is. Um, we can talk as much about that as you want. Um, but we had discussed that. I've said this repeatedly in calls lately. But you and I have discussed it personally. It's hard being in the awareness, waking up because that's where you're forced to feel.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Why do we have to feel? Because
1: you have to heal whatever was wrong or broken from your past that was causing you to repeat behaviors that over
0: drink, over shop, Mm -hmm. have too much sex.
1: Yes. Basically you have to heal the thing that the broken thing in you, the broken, the the trauma, whatever happened that caused you to be repeating these behaviors that no longer serve your, your future goals, no longer serve what, where you want to be in life. So for mine, it's, you know, my go-to whenever I'm feeling hurt or sad is eating, mm-hmm. is overeating. And so it's it's hard because when you feel down, feel blue, when you feel physically hurt or exhausted, it's hard to, to know that you're like, okay, I'm aware that I'm craving this food right now because of how I'm feeling. And so then you have two choices. You can either go back to being asleep and just pretend that you're not aware that that's why you're eating this food right now. And you just kind of act like, oh, it it won't matter because nobody will see it. It's only me here. Nobody really cares if I eat this whole chocolate cake to make myself feel better. Or you can go down the awareness, the awake path and, and realize, okay, this is how I'm feeling. How can I better serve myself, my future self, my goals? And how can I... How can I react to this situation in a productive way? And it's it, it's hard because your monkey mind doesn't like change, doesn't like comfort. You don't want to break those like it's hard to break habits, especially at 27 years old for myself like mm-hmm. I've been overeating my entire entire life. Like it's hard to change those behaviors. And it also it's I don't know how to describe it adequately, but it's it takes effort to not fall back into those habits. And when you're already feeling down, you're already feeling like you're struggling, you truly to my core, personally, there's days like today where I felt like I couldn't, I didn't have any more energy to give. So instead of coming up with some random burst of energy to find a healthy path to, to go through, it's. In the moment, it's easier to sink back to those bad habits and to smoke or drink or overeat or overindulge in whatever your bad habit was yep. rather than just find a good, healthy alternative.
0: Yeah, and that's important. We've we've talked about this before, but it, it bears repeating because repetition will help you realize why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But as you had said, for you it's overeating. It's, it's something for everybody. It is. We become addicts of something, and there is different levels of severity, but they're all just as impactful because the energy that's surrounding them is I got to change the state of mind. I got to change the state of mind. Whenever something bad is happening to you or you got to get out of your comfort zone and you're not ready to do so, that's when you smoke the cigarette because the nicotine alters your, it's not a lot, but it's enough to make you feel. It's is why you overeat because there's quite literally receptors in the body that will tell you, Oh, I feel different now. It's why we shop because then we feel good for whatever reason, because I bought the new thing or I got it on sale or because I have the money to do it. It's you, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So you're changing your state as fast as possible. And when you are begin to awake, you can't go around it. You can't go under it because that's how you end up back to where you are. Yeah. And That's how you end up broke, fat, depressed, and anxious, and yeah. dep- whatever. Yeah. All of the mm-hmm. things. All of the, the, things. All the things. And whether, you, I mean, it's manifesting in some way, shape, or form. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you can't. You have to go through it because once you do, it's... Incredibly painful. It is. And that's why people don't do it because I truly believe that they feel like they could die. They could die from the emotion, but nobody's ever died from emotion, whether we want to believe it or not. And once you break through it, you never feel that way again. You'll feel different about different things as you go through your journey, but you'll never feel that way again when you finally understand why you did. And yeah. then, more importantly, you replace it with a new habit or new thought, new affirmation, new goal, new belief it's doesn't, it's not a one, one size fits all. Right.
1: Right. And that's, that's what's
0: beautiful about it. Everybody's journey is different.
1: Right.
0: right? So um, why am I doing it? That's a coping mechanism basically at this point.
1: So one well, going, I mean, full circle back to the, um, everything is connected and the energy that you put out into the universe is the energy that you'll get back. Mm-hmm. For example, my example for today and the fact that I'm on a sliding scale that I feel like I have highs and lows, awake versus asleep, like wanting to go back to being asleep because it's quote unquote easier in the moment. Um, I recently suffered another back injury and it's, to me, it's so dumb because before i started personal development i i never really had injuries and so now that i'm letting like i'm trying to healthily fix myself and fix my bad behaviors i i've become more accident prone on my physical body mm-hmm. and you you brought up a good point that when i hurt myself a couple weeks ago that's when like my or my money troubles started a couple weeks ago that's when i started to feel physically a little bit more drained and my energy levels were down and then somewhere in there i physically hurt myself to the point where like, I have to go to the chiropractor and get adjusted and it's painful and I don't want to feel it and I just want to numb that painful feeling. So after going to the, the chiropractor today and getting x-rays and seeing how bad this injury really is, like physically how bad it is, my immediate reaction was to cry because I know how much pain it's going to be to correct the injury. I know how much time and money it's going to cost to correct this injury again because I... I feel like I just went through this three months ago. And so my very first instinct was, well, screw it. I'm just going to go get fast food for lunch because I don't want to go home. I don't want to cook. I've earned this. I, I was just going to say, yeah. that's the deeper thing is, yes. poor me. Poor
0: me. I deserve me. a
1: break. Yes. I deserve a break. I've earned this fast food splurge, even though financially I knew I did not have the money for it. So I was v- very well prepared to put it on credit cards, which one of my personal goals this year is... Is to not put anything on credit cards and i've made it thus far not putting anything on credit cards but in my woe is me moment i was like screw it it's just easier to put it on a credit card instead of going home to make dinner, lunch for myself and then while i'm driving having a negative spiral and a negative like woe is me i pass a police officer and i immediately start putting out to the universe please don't pull me over, please don't pull me over, please don't pull me over, because my license plates are expired for, they expired at the end of January. So they're three weeks past due. And immediately, what does he do? Flips around and pulls me over. And so then I'm sitting there just like, well, like screw this day, I'm going back to bed. Like, you know, I got through the interaction with the officer, he was very nice. I didn't get a ticket, I didn't go to jail. I got a, I got a fix it ticket. And so I know- <laughs> Didn't go to jail, I, I hope not. Right. I know very well how how to fix that problem, but then when I went to get fast food, I'm in the drive-thru, ordered, ready to get my meal, and the the cashier comes back and says, oh, I'm sorry, we can't read your card, because two months ago, when I decided that I didn't want to put anything on credit cards this year, I scratched (laughs) out all of my credit card magnetic strips and forgot about it. Because why was, were you still
0: carrying the credit card around then?
1: I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea why it was still in my purse. That's so funny. Um, but I completely forgot about it in my, what was me moment. And so then literally it was like a slap in the face and I was just like, <laughs> okay, universe, I hear you like get out of your little funk, like get out of your negative mindset. And then I came over to Rachel's house and had a, a woe is me moment and vented my, my frustrations of the day and believe it or not, just being here, recording this podcast and talking about everything that we were talking about, like, I feel better about my situation because good. Like, I feel like this was a really good topic that I didn't even pick for the day, but just talking it through is helping me understand exactly why, like where things went wrong today, why things went wrong today, why it wasn't just, it didn't just start today. It wasn't just like I woke up and there was a great The universe is not
0: picking on you. No, it's... God is not picking on you. Whatever right. you choose to Whatever, believe yeah. is not picking on you.
1: Exactly. For me, it's the universe. The universe is not picking on me today. They didn't just wake up and say, oh, we're going to fuck with you today. It's the choices that I've been making over the last couple of weeks, the energy that I've been putting out the last couple of weeks, the things that I've I've let get to me frustration-wise are building up, building up, building up. And today it kind of, kind of mm-hmm. cracked and mm-hmm. some of that frustration seeped through. Yeah. And... I know that I am capable of making better choices and I know that I'm capable of, of thinking positively and putting out positive energy and I know I've been witness to the fact that putting out positive energy and and wishing for things that you want, not for things that you don't want, has positive effects and has, it's just,
0: it's like, just, a, a, when it's woohoo-y for people because they're like, it doesn't matter, yes. it doesn't matter. I get it because I've been there, Mm -hmm. but that's when you're asleep, right? So if you think it sounds crazy to just believe that it's a better way, what's the worst that could happen if you didn't, if you didn't try, like you're talking to yourself better. You are looking for the good in people. Mm -hmm. Instead of assuming that everybody's out to get you, you somehow work on your agoraphobia or your loss of control over driving, whatever, you you know, we're talking about earlier. What's the worst that could happen? So I want to talk also, uh, because you had said, like, you were talking about your finances and then your physical health, right? You were knocking out two out of the five. And, like, when we talk about, like, in my opinion, it's a collective thing. It's got to be five things that all connect together. It's your relationships, it's your finance, mental and physical well-being are one category, spirituality, and then your passion, which may be your occupation, but often it's not for most people. You had two of the five pillars. Mm -hmm. And... If you Even if you hold your hand up and have all five and then you wrap two of them together, what's what's potentially stronger now as energy? Two yeah. fingers together or yeah. three individuals by themselves? The two together. Right. So now you're going to start to encourage. You already did it. You start to get your mental health in there. You started doubt yourself. So now you got three of the pillars. You didn't even realize you had three of the five. Mm -hmm. And then you and I already talked about how it's affecting your relationship because it's not about how you feel about your soon-to-be husband. It's you are worried how he feels about you. So it is impacting your relationship. And now you got four of the pillars are gone and all you got left is passion. And how, at the end of the day, can you put any energy into your passion about something that you love and you know is going to get you out of this wreck? So now you've self-sabotaged all five.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. And that's how easy it is to spiral on a daily basis. Oh, on a daily basis. I, yeah. An hourly basis.
1: Hourly basis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it's not even hour it's situation by situation oh, basis. Oh, yeah, that's a better
0: it's, way to describe it.
1: It really is because I could be having a great day and I could come home in a bad mood and like I immediately start to question my relationship status and my mental health status and then that that leads to poor food choices, poor, you know, wellness things and then that just it trickles. It it's situation by situation and it's knowing that it's going to be hard learning how to cope with new and new healthier ways and it's hard to feel things because for 26 and a half years i didn't feel anything Mm -hmm. i feel like i was really numb to the world and looking back like i remember there was things that i got really upset about or felt really hurt about but compared to the things that i'm feeling now that was nothing Mm -hmm. like i was pretending to feel hurt about things. I was pretending <laughs> yeah. to be upset about things. When now it's like, true to my core, like, like the. the uh, it's so... It's raw. It's raw. Yeah, the other is the just raw, superficial. Exactly. It's superficial
0: crap that you get mad about.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like, I wish I could go back five, four years, three years, and just like, slap myself, like, stop getting upset about this stupid, insignificant mm-hmm. thing. It, yeah. It's not true, it's not real, it doesn't matter, it won't matter in five years, it won't matter in five minutes. I, I love Yeah, it I love won't that. matter.
0: That's yeah. important.
1: Exactly. Like I love the if it won't matter in five years or five days, don't spend more than five minutes on it. Something like that. Yeah, you get it. But it's it's very powerful.
0: Yeah, so you said that about how when Brett comes home and like, you know, it changes the room, right? Yeah. I think that's that's important because like again, back to the woohoo-y people think. Um if you've ever heard of somebody that say that they're an empath, hmm So I think that people will like scoff at that. Like, you think that you can see and feel people's energy. I'm like, I always say we're all some level of empath. And you don't have to agree with me yet. But if you just listen, you'll see. I believe it's it's just like anything else in life. Like there's probably people on a scale of 1 to 10. Some people are full on 10. Like they cannot be in the same room as somebody who's negative because they can immediately feel that. Most of us are not there. Mm -hmm. You can get there. And I also believe... When you go through the asleep awareness, awake process, you become more of an empath because you're in tune with seeing the physical pain people are carrying in their shoulders. You're attuned to the negative attitude that walked into your team meeting and you're like, oh, something's going on over there. This is not my normal person, whatever. But most people are, you know, I would say one to four scale. Yeah. But everybody has that ability. Like you had just said, like I... I can tell when my husband comes home and he had a hard day at work, Mm -hmm. like you can see it in their face. And while you might not be able to see the aura outside their body, that is energy. And it's crazy to me that it took me Mm -hmm. that long to really accept that everything has energy. Everything has energy. And you know, you hear it and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. But no, but does it really make sense that it's, it's bigger than you can see in that skin vessel, right? Like it's, if if somebody had a bad day and it's showing off of their body, that's the energy.
1: Well, it's, it's, Good example is: Has anyone ever walked into a room and your mood has has? Oh, that's changed? that's where I was getting to too. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah,
0: I agree. Because, but that's it. That's the power. The that's the power. the power.
1: And it's crazy because my truth, truthfully, honestly, my first experience with anyone saying that they were an empath was Brett's Brett's ex wife about less than a year ago. She she kept just saying that she was an empath, and I didn't know what that meant, and I had to Google it because I was like, <laughs> "What is this hippie woo chick talking about?" Yeah, and when I started to really read into it and, and figure out and understand what it meant. I was like, Oh, I can do that. I was like, I, I was like, no, I was like, I already feel like I am. Yeah. This. yeah. But it, again, my monkey, my, well, my own self-conscious mind was just like, well, now you can't tell people you're an empath because his ex-wife tells everybody she's an empath and you don't want to look like you're copying her or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was afraid of how people would be, because of my initial judgment of her when she said she was an empath, I was then initially like, immediately afraid that if I ever told people that I felt like I was an empath, that they would immediately judge me the way I judged them. Yeah, her. absolutely. But because it, it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. Cra- it sounds
0: crazy to it say it that. It
1: sounds crazy, but yeah. I truly believe that, especially with the people that I'm close to, maybe not complete strangers yet, I don't know oh, how to yeah, yeah. pick up on their energies, but the people that I truly care about and love, like if, if something is off I I can pick up on it immediately. That's and it, my it's annoying to it, Brett. Like I can mm-hmm. see that he's annoyed, and I can hear it in his voice when I walk into the kitchen and we haven't said two words to each other. And the first thing I ask him is, "What's wrong? Is everything okay? Yeah, did something yes. happen? That's that's, like, that's Anthony Francis yeah. too. And he's mm-hmm. just like, "No, I'm just mad." And I'm like, "I get that. I, I could I could tell that. Mm-hmm. i could I, I that part out. Mm-hmm. I want to know why you're upset. Yeah, but." It's even with the kids, like, you know, I, I shared with you a little bit that Mason, who's seven, he's about to be eight. I can just feel that something has been off with him for the last week or so because his energy is different. His attitude is different. Like maybe it's just him being a kid going through kid things. But I feel I feel like I was able to pick up on that. And when he was with us last we had him last night and then the last time was last week, maybe last weekend. Um He was wanting to, he was just wanting to be very cuddly and wanting to have, he kept saying hugs, hugs. And I was, had like a bad stepmom moment because I was just like, I don't have time for this. I don't want to sit here. Like you keep asking me for hugs every five seconds. Like I can't do this. But then something clicked in my head and I was like, oh no, something's off with him. Something's different. He needs something from me. Mm -hmm. And all he can say is I need a hug. Yeah, so
0: you're definitely like on the eight to 10 scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the difference I think for people. Like when you're more aware of it, true quote unquote empaths take that energy on. Yeah. And that's why it's important for you to be in the awareness because the people in the one to five scale or whatever, they take the energy on as well, but they don't know how to release it or get rid of it or cleanse it or help or whatever. So it's all important and it's all connected, um, for sure. Now we are going to get ready to wrap up. But Anderson and I wanted to extend an opportunity. Like if you feel like you've been getting some stuff from this life, we're actually going to be kicking off a wellness challenge in March. Yay. So I think it's 31 days. Yes. So, yes, yes. so not an official like 30 day challenge, but 31 day challenge that it's on hundred. It's not even a chat. I don't even call it a challenge. That's not what it is. It's just like a wellness If we had to say retreat on Facebook, I think (laughs) that would probably be the best way to describe it, right? So if you want to follow along with stuff that we do daily, we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be looking for a couple more contributors that are in personal development that they would be like happy to share their journey to um, and uh, talk about like what we do in terms of how we keep this kind of stuff going for ourselves, how we keep our energy up with natural products and things like that. So if you want to be a part of that, make sure to shoot one of us a message so we can get you added to the group. And you can be a fly on the wall. There's zero participation required. There is nothing... That you have to like buy from us. It's just, um, you know, just to try to give this to more people, as we talked about, as we feel like that's our passion to do so once we have the gift. So uh, that'll be on Facebook. Uh, if you are off of Facebook, but you'd like some accountability, we'll make sure to figure out how to do that for you as well. Um, but we want to thank you so much for tuning in today. Personal development, by the way, episode number one of a Good Girls Guide for the podcast actually talked about this uh, for my personal journey too. If you want to get a little bit more about it, you got to go ahead and quickly tell them again one more
1: time to find you. PhotoswithAnderson.com or Boudoir Photos with Anderson on Facebook
0: fantastic. You can find Rachel on Facebook as well. You can uh, find me in a good girl's guide. I got a private or um, public page for that. If you are 18 years uh, older and feminine energy and energy, I almost forgot what to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also get invited to my private group where we do sexual wellness and intimacy uh, awareness. It's pretty fantastic. Vote for parties over on the Instagram. Check out my stories. I've been doing a lot of stuff, sharing it with you, and we are just so excited that you've been a part of this. If you got some value, make sure to share it, uh, especially because we got some viewer censorship that can happen so that we can get rewarded and Give back a little bit more as well, but this is through Google Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify, just about anywhere the podcasts are available. So thank you so much one more time for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the rest of your week and tune in next week for another topic. Have a great day! Bye. Bye.